Hi, welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I am Jillian, and I have to tell you, so this is now episode four of my little podcast reboot, and I have to tell you, I am loving putting together these episodes for you, and it makes my little heart so happy to know that you listen. That's just, it's like a little virtual hug. And so, yes, part of the reason I do these podcasts is for me because I genuinely love doing it. The biggest reason I do this is for you. And that is because my goal and my vision like in the world is to help inspire people to think a little bit differently about their health and their wellness and nutrition and all of these things that are kind of related in that bubble. And so a really cool way that you can help me with this is by sharing the episodes that you love on your social media and tag me. That is like, oh my gosh. I can't tell you how honored I feel when I see that happen. Uh, Also, sending me your feedback. Questions as well, also welcome. So you can shoot that over at Bite Size Nutri on Instagram. And honestly, just let me know if you like an episode or if there's something about an episode that you don't like. Um, I am open to feedback, even though it feels quite vulnerable to take feedback, especially negative feedback. I am open to it and I appreciate it because it helps me grow and it helps me help other people in the way that I truly want to as a human. And today we are going to be talking about failure. We're going to talk about a new way to address failure and a way that hopefully can help you become a more resilient human in the face of setbacks, especially in the realm of nutrition, fitness, overall health, et cetera. And if you are someone that's struggling with habit change and you feel like maybe you're stuck in a bit of a yo-yo pattern with your eating habits, exercise habits, or even just general lifestyle and self-care habits, maybe you feel like you have a few weeks where you're super quote unquote good, and then you fail or you have a setback and you're not sure how to stop that on and off pattern. Um, Maybe you're a bit of a perfectionist and you feel like anything less than perfect just isn't enough. And that ends up contributing to this on and off pattern. I designed my Healthy Habits Blueprints course literally for you. And in this program, you're going to learn how to use self-compassion and self-awareness tools to help you create new habits and break bad habits in a way that makes sense for you and your lifestyle and your mindset and your goals and your values, all of these things that a lot of the time we don't really dig into before we set a goal or before we decide to take something on. And I like to say, and this is the feedback that I've gotten from the people that have gone through the course is that this course teaches you how to build the skill of staying consistent towards whatever goal or whatever change you're looking to make in your life. So I will start myself there. I I will be holding weekly live calls to guide members through the course through the end of February. So if you do want to sign up, definitely go ahead and do that. I'll add the link in the show notes. Um, And I'm also happy to chat with you with any questions, but enough of that. And let's start talking a little bit about failure. And something interesting that I discovered a few years ago about myself was that my procrastination habits, I'm a a procrastinator de toda la vida. That means from all my life. And my procrastination habits were really a self-defense mechanism, excuse me, against failure. And I'll explain to you why. So if I put something off, if I put it off and put it off, I didn't have to face the vulnerability of perhaps failing at it. If I didn't try, I wouldn't fail. 
And if I didn't go all in on something, I wasn't exposed in a way that felt really uncomfortable. And that's because, and I think this is something a lot of us come up with is the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't. So you may be kind of like not happy with the way things are going, but it's, it's a not happy in a sense that you're comfortable with. You've gotten comfortable with understanding, like, I know that these are my patterns. I know that I'm all or nothing, or I know that, you know, when I do this, this happens, but I've gotten comfortable with that. And the thought of changing something and having me fail at it feels very uncomfortable. And so like with all episodes, I want to start out with a little bit of definition around failure so that we can then sort of frame the conversation. So what does failure actually mean? So I'm pretty disappointed with the dictionary definition here. The dictionary definition is lack of success. Okay, fine. And I think that what makes more sense as a definition for the context of this conversation is failure is not achieving or meeting a goal or expectation. And I'll give you an example here. So you might say, I failed at my diet. And success at your diet would be achieving your goal, which in, in, you know, in which case with a diet, most likely fat loss, right? And so you would have failed in the context of you didn't achieve the expectation set by the rules of the diet. If you eat X way, you will lose X amount of weight, right? So essentially failure is not meeting that expectation, whether it's your expectation or someone else's expectation. So here, in order to, ch- the, to change the way that you see failure, you have two options. You can change your expectations or you can change your definition of failure. So here's my proposal of how we can change this. Failure only happens when you give up, right? So here's the argument. Failure is not an absolute. It's a perception. And so I I want to talk a little bit about expectations here and and give you an, an understanding of of what I mean by failure only happens when you give up and failure is not an absolute, it's a perception. When I say failure only happens when you give up, that literally means that as long as you keep trying, there is no absolute failure. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So a few years ago, I dated a guy who had done a bunch of like meditation retreats and was like a lot, he was a very spiritual person in some ways and then in other ways, not so much, but he gave me a book on Buddhism that actually completely changed my perception of how we live our lives and suffering and stress and all of these things. And so I'm not a religious person. I'm ethnically Jewish. I wouldn't say I'm religiously anything, but I really love one of these concepts that I learned in this Buddhism book. and. My understanding of this is that it's the second noble truth in Buddhism, and I'm going to paraphrase it in my way. So if you're a Buddhist person, you follow Buddhist teachings, and I butcher this, I apologize. This is my interpretation. And so basically, the only time we suffer is when our expectations don't match up with reality. And this is exactly why failure causes so much angst, self-deprecation, and frustration. And this is because we often, without even realizing it, we build up an expectation of what an outcome is going to look like. And then we often don't reach that expectation, and we feel horribly disappointed. We feel like we failed. And it's this roller coaster, right? It's like the high of like, I have an expectation. Maybe I'm on my way. Maybe I'm motivated. Oh my gosh, I didn't meet that expectation. That feels like a failure. But I'm going to offer a new way to think about this. What if we expected and welcomed failure? How would your perception of failure and the expectations associated with failure change if you expected it to happen and welcomed it? And I don't, I'm not saying here to all of a sudden become this like negative 
person that just sees a dark cloud over everything. And I want to give you an understanding of how this can work. You know, I, I believe in, a, I'm an optimist and I think you can be optimistic and still expect that failure is going to be something that happens. And I think this has a lot to do with resilience because I think that people believe that if you're a resilient person, if you're an optimistic person, you bounce back immediately from failure. And I don't think that's actually very helpful. And this is something that personally I work on a lot. But I think that we need to spend a little bit more time observing and reflecting on failure. And as always, I'm going to give you an example here. So let's say you set the expectation for yourself that you're going to go to the gym five days a week and you fail at that goal. A few things might happen. So there's three things that potentially happen here. One, you decide to start over, quote unquote, start over with the five day a week habit next week, even though you've already proven to yourself that the five day a week workout schedule doesn't work with your schedule or your lifestyle. And so for you, that might seem like you're being resilient in the face of failure. You're pushing through and deciding to do better next time. But we're going to break these down in a few minutes, but I want to give you options two or three of what potentially happens when you fail at the goal of going to the gym five days a week. Option two is you reflect on why you weren't able to get to the gym five times. And you notice that Wednesdays in particular, you're really quite tired and you just really don't want to go. But what's happened in the past is once you skip Wednesday, you feel like there's absolutely no point in trying for the rest of the week. And so with this option, you might be able to adjust your expectations or your schedule to accommodate a change to what that five-day week expectation is. And then there's option three, which is you decide you're just not cut out for the gym. You hate it. It's too hard. This isn't for me. And you just give up. And so in the first situation where you just kind of decide to like, I'm going to try it again, it might seem like you're being resilient because you're not giving up in the face of failure, but you're also not being very realistic, realistic or curious. And so this is where I'm going to stop and say, if you haven't listened to last week's episode on curiosity over judgment, please go back now and listen to it you are going to absolutely love this and get a lot out of it. But going back to this, this situation here, it, it may seem like you're being resilient, but you're probably just setting yourself up to lose confidence and feel really frustrated with yourself or get stuck in this on-off pattern of like one week you go to the gym five days and then the next week you're just like, ah, fuck it, I can't do this. And then in situation two, which is the one where you take time to reflect and you notice that on Wednesdays you're quite tired, et cetera, so situation, uh, situation two, you take time to kind of sit in the failure for a bit and understand what happened. You reflect on it. You notice what isn't working for you and you take time to observe your life without judgment and you see how you can adjust. So this actually lets you adjust your own expectations and it lets you try again in a way that's more realistic. And then the last situation where you just were like, nah, fuck it. I'm not cut out for this. That would be what I would consider to be true failure, but I can't actually blame you if that's what you do, because it feels really shitty to put in a lot of effort, whether that is the actual effort of going to the gym or just mental effort of trying to do something. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for mental effort. And, and so putting in a lot of effort and not being able to achieve your expectation feels terrible. And so this is where curiosity gets really, can be really, really helpful. And the cool thing about any of this part of this example or any of these examples that I didn't say in life, which what I just said makes no sense, but you get it, is you always get to adjust and try again. That is the amazing part of life is you always get to adjust and try again. There are very few things that are, oh my gosh, I can't try again, right? And so 
the problem, or not the problem, but I would say the truth is, is we always want to move away from discomfort and towards pleasure, which means that it's really, really hard to sit with failure and not want to just move on from it. And this is why I hear from so many of my new clients when they start with me, they're like, oh, well, I failed, but it's okay. I'm just going to do better next time. I'm determined to do better next time. But in order to actually do better next time, you got to wallow in it. You got to like be like a pig in shit for a little bit with the failure. And the wallowing feels really uncomfortable. And I know this, not just because I've observed it with my clients, but because I am personally in a process of observing, reframing, and improving post-failure in my own life as we speak. And I want to give you um, a view on discomfort from Susan David, who I've mentioned in a previous podcast before. She's a Harvard psychologist who talks a lot about a concept called emotional agility. And she has a quote where she says, discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. And I want you to think about that. And that's because a meaningful life has lots of ups and downs. It has moments that are great. It has moments that are pretty damn uncomfortable. And I wish that wasn't true because it would be nice to just like feel good all the time. But if you felt good all the time, it actually wouldn't mean as much because you wouldn't have anything to contrast it with because you get to choose to welcome the discomfort and you can start to embrace it because you know that on the other side of discomfort, there's some really incredible things. And so we're going to finish here with four actionable tips for you today. So to, and this is actionable tips to start reframing failure in your own life and changing your perspective on it. And so one is actual tip. Number one is to set more realistic expectations. And so I dig a lot into this in episode two, but this is where failure can actually teach you so much about what's realistic and what isn't. And so a simple way to do this, to set more realistic expectations is to ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, how confident am I that I can do X? If you're a decently self-aware person, your answer will tell you a lot about how realistic something is for you. It's way better to start out aiming for a 10 and being like, I'm so confident I can do this and absolutely nailing it before adding a level of difficulty on something or adding expectation. For example, getting really good at going to the gym two days a week before you add in a third day, uh, instead of starting out with something where you're like, "Eh, I'm like a six, I think I can do this. And then you end up failing and that doesn't feel great and it's not very motivating. Another actionable tip for uh, managing failure better is to get comfortable with putting in effort. And I feel like there's a narrative out there that if something is quote unquote meant to be, it'll be easy. And in the fitness and diet world, there's literally no end to how much we talk about hacks and shortcuts. And honestly, if this is an example, if a weight loss supplement was actually effective as a shortcut, don't you think that any doctor that tells their patient, Hey, you need to lose weight for your health would have prescribed that by now, but no, it's, it's not that that doesn't work. Like hacks actually shortcuts usually end up taking longer in, in the grand scheme of our lives. And the reality is, is behavior change takes effort. And that effort is going to look a little bit different for everyone. The problem is we, we don't direct our effort in the right way. And that can lead to burnout a lot. And so the method of addressing failure that you've learned about in this episode can help you help guide you to putting effort into the right place. And this is also something that you'll learn how to observe and practice effectively in the Healthy Habits Blueprints course, if that's something that's interesting for you. Third actionable step is to actionable step is to prepare for failure. And so this may sound like you're giving yourself an out and some life coaches or gurus or whatever would maybe tell me that I'm wrong here. 
But preparing for failure doesn't mean that you're already thinking, oh, I'm going to fail, like might as well not go all in. It means that you're open to the possibility that failure may happen, that you know things may not live up to expectations, and that is okay. And you know that if and when that happens, it doesn't actually mean anything about who you are as a person. And so I like to think of everything that we do in life as practice. And so if you were practicing in life to improve in a certain way, you would understand that like part of practicing is you're going to fail at it, right? Like even elite athletes, when they practice, they fail at something, especially when they're trying to do something new. And so part of practice is being open to failing so that you get to learn from that failure and try again next time. And then actual tip number four is take time to reflect on failure. So don't move on too quickly. And I said this earlier, but I think it's important to mention again, moving on quickly might seem like you're good at handling failure, but it doesn't make you better at actually managing it and letting it help you improve. So gift yourself time to observe what happened, why it happened, and what could be helpful for you to actually improve the outcome for next time. So I'm going to cut myself off here. If you are enjoying the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast, please give it a share on social media. Uh, Give me a tag. Give me a tag. I don't know if that makes any sense. Tag me. Uh, I, I cannot tell you how much it means to me to see that. And it also means so much to me to hear that you're listening to these episodes. I've talked to some of my clients and they're like, oh my gosh, I listened. I loved it. And even if you didn't love it, just knowing that you're listening and then giving me feedback. If you're like, hey, I like this, but I would really like to hear more of this. That is so helpful for me. And that helps me improve. It's not a failure at all. It's just an opportunity for me to improve so that I can offer you even more cool shit in the future. And so thank you for joining in. Don't forget to follow the podcast if you're listening on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you're listening. And I will see you again next week for another episode.